total creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakers! <laughs> I don't know where oh that came boy. from. Oh, and I snorted. <laughs> Welcome back to the other Nick of Crime podcast. Let's go! <laughs> um, let's count the number of ways that we suck. We know. We're very unreliable, very undependable. That's not a word. Now that is not a word, but I wasn't going to say anything because I never say words. <laughs> I mean, what would it be, though? We're not dependable. We I are. feel like undependable would have to be it. I don't know. We're not dependable. We suck. We're terrible. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. But we have a plan we to do. be dependable. So we're, I don't know, we're just going to say in general. In general. We're going to go ahead and stick with a bi-monthly, or, wow, oh my bi-monthly. fucking gosh. Ooh, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> Every two months, one no. episode. Oh my gosh, like, literally, it would be pointless. <laughs> We're going to go to a bi-weekly release yes. for episodes, which is pretty much what we do right now anyway. <laughs> pretty much. We're just trying to give you all some consistency and, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. something to look forward to. So, Courtney and I just had a long conversation, like... We are planning it out, and we are going to do everything that we can to stick with that. Yep. Not that we have, like, throngs of fans, but we have our solid base that's just kind of like... Hey, where's our episode? Yeah. When you guys recording, and people that don't follow us on Instagram have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Because that's our only, like, social media right <laughs> yeah. now. So, that's what's going to happen. So, <clears throat> unless things get, you know, a lot more calm for us on the mm. personal front, we'll stick with bi-weekly. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, if we ever can change back, we would love to. We would love but to. life and, you know, we're not one of those podcasting duos that's like, this is going to be our job. Like, this is an end goal. It's not what we want to do. So, mm-hmm. well, we just enjoy bringing you guys something that we also enjoy bringing to you. Yeah. It's not. We enjoy bringing you guys something that we also enjoy bringing to you. <laughs> <laughs> do you see why we need to go bi-weekly? My brain is literally malfunctioning <laughs> as I'm talking. Because we haven't recorded in fucking two weeks anyway. <laughs> I digress. I cry. Me too. <laughs> it's fine. So we're just trying to find a good balance because we want to keep doing this. We love to. But we want to give you guys some semblance of consistency. So yeah. 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 Um, we can't change our outro though. So that's the other problem. <laughs> I mean, it could still be applicable. It is. Next Tuesday. Tuesday. We're just implying the next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday! So we're never going to change that, so. (laughs) Deal Um, with it. It's our slogan, all right? Yeah. And it's our goal to get back to that slogan. That was literally what we had planned before we ever even planned anything else with our podcast. Absolutely. That was our very first thing was our slogan. We didn't have a podcast name. We didn't have anything. Just a slogan. (laughs) See you next next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bye. (laughs) So that's our priority. (laughs) Um, So yeah, that's just a little baby update that we wanted to give. Not really a baby update because it's changing yeah, the kind of a format update. of our show, but just for yeah. hopefully just for a little while until we can figure out our personal lives. Yeah, <laughs> but we need to stop making promises that we can't keep. Yep. So, <laughs> so that's why we decided to do this. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be healthier in general. <laughs> Facts. Yep. Uh, any other updates? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I literally can't even think of anything. Okay, fabulous. If there is, I apologize. Yeah, 
don't know. We'll come up with it later. <laughs> um. <laughs> so with that, because it's my episode week. It's my It's my episode week. Let's go. Oh boy. So that means Michelle has weekly fuckery. What do you have? I do. Guess who got sentenced to life in prison? There's a few of them. Lori Vallow. I figured you were going to Lori Vallow Davis. You were so excited. I was so pumped for you. Oh, fuck this bitch. I also didn't realize that she hadn't been sentenced yet. It was just weird. I didn't either until Letitia I saw Stop it. Letitia Stock got sentenced so fast. And so that was the same week their trials were, or their mm-hmm. trials ended. So, yeah, she got sentenced to life in prison. Bad bitch. And for her children and for her husband's first wife, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tammy Daybell. So, thank goodness... Sweet, sweet justice. She's nasty and she's an evil witch. Oh, she's horrendous. A horrendous And the fact that she thinks witch. that she's innocent is even more ironic to me. I know. Seriously. Because of her cult mentality. Yeah. And it just makes me sick. Like, I can't... I have not been able to just, like, fully wrap my head around what they did to those babies. No. It just makes me so sick. I can't even read the full details of no. it. No. Yeah, I kind of grazed it and it just mm-hmm. made me ill. But I'm so glad that those babies and their family members that love and care mm-hmm. for them have peace finally. And especially because, like, JJ wasn't even her biological child. And it just, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you were tasked with caring for that child. And you fucking let him down. I don't understand. Like, I, I know a lot of men have done it, too. But when women do it, it makes I me know. even more furious. Right. Like, because women are, are, you know, we're biologically made in the sense of, like, our brains are like, ooh, kids, motherly, right. like, take care However, of it. there are Not many all. people that are missing that gene. Oh, I would agree. That's what I was going to yeah. get into. Like, many yeah. people are missing that gene, and I get yep. that, but I still, like, as a person who has that gene, cannot wrap my head around the fact that somebody worked nine months mm-hmm. to literally build this beautiful human. Right. Push right. them out of their body with so much yep. pain. Or have them cut out. Or have them traumatizing. cut out and extremely traumatizing. Yep. And then you think it's okay to take mm-hmm. that life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. And especially, one, like, one that's not yours, not saying that it's acceptable, but, like, especially one that you gave birth to. Right. Right. How? Right. Exactly. And I get yeah. it. I know moms snap. I, I've, I've talked to the, like, I have many nieces and nephews that have children, and we've talked about it, and they've had moments where they get really frustrated because they don't know what to do, and yeah. you have that snap moment, right? Right. But every time that they've had that snap moment, they feel horrendous afterwards. Yeah. And they would never kill their child. Right. But they're angry at that moment. Right. I don't understand where the disconnect comes in from being angry with the child to literally taking its life. Yeah. I think that she was so indoctrinated into this cult mentality that she yeah. had, and I just don't even know. But she was, like, babbling about a bunch of shit, too, I guess, and she said that she was claiming that they, the victims, JJ and Tylee, and I'm assuming Tammy, too, mm-hmm. said, like, visit her from the grave. And she was saying that JJ is an adult spirit now. Like... Yeah, sometimes I wish we were on YouTube while recording this because I wish people could see the look on my face. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Just like the fuck you. I just 
yeah, shut up and mm-hmm. stop pretending like you know what's happening. Yep, exactly. I'm sure she's like, and they're happy. Yeah. They're at peace. They're at they're peace. Happy. I did them a favor. No, you no, didn't. Now they're at peace because you're going to rot. But that's all of the breath that I want to give to her. Because she is a piece of garbage. I'm here to But yep, I'm yep. so, so, so glad that she was found guilty. I'm here for it. Yep. Cheers. Very happy. Woo! Yeah. So, have fun in prison. What do you have for us today? I have another story from a listener request. <laughs> and I did ask before, I'm going to tell you the listener's name. I did ask if we could say his name or not. Cool. Um, and he said, yes, his name is Jason. Hi, Jason. Hi, Jason. Woo! Jason. See, we do listener stories all the time, dudes. Yeah. Send us your suggestions. We do, we do, we, we do. We do them so much. I love it. And he was super awesome. This actually happened in his hometown. Um, We are leaving the United States, which I feel like we don't do a whole lot of these outside of the U.S. At least I I don't. Scoops and Lures kind of. We do Scoops and Lures. The only ones that we really have. Yeah, I don't think we have too many that we've like left the U.S. for. So I was kind of like, oh, let's go. Like, yeah. I'm here for it. So we're, we're, we're yeah. traveling to our friends from the north in Canada. 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 That's good. <laughs> Um, I was telling you earlier, I, when I was talking to Jason about this on Instagram, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'll look into it. Like, let's do this case. Not realizing that I'd already heard this case and it actually had a really <laughs> big impact on me when I first heard the story. Mm, okay. And I'll explain it a little later as to yeah. why, because it's, this just terrifies the absolute shit out of me, but. Fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to tell the story of Tim McLean. Okay. So Timothy... Is it McLean? Like McLean. L-E-A-N. Okay. Yep. McLean. Clinton is just already going Clinton's to work. Clinton's going you to said work. That we were going to know what this was. So. Yep, you will. As soon as I start <laughs> talking about, like, uh, third paragraph, you will know who Okay. So Timothy Richard Tim goes in parentheses as his nickname, McLean Jr., mm-hmm. long name, love it, Oh boy. was born October 3rd, 1985 in Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba. Okay. So he's a tiny bit older than I am. Was. Sorry. He was born as an active athlete, and he was a beloved son. He was a brother. He had an uncle with, like, an extremely large extended family. Mm-hmm. He was known for being very adventurous he loved traveling. He loved meeting new people. Cool. He was actually working at a carnival at the time. Okay. Uh, which was actually <laughs> an ideal job for him because at this point in his life, he just wanted to move around, see different places, do different okay. things, but have fun working while he was doing it. Sure. Yeah. So he joined the carnival, which I mean, mad props because right. carnival life, I don't think is very easy, but yeah, I feel like I'd just be scared. Yeah. 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 Because some shitty shit happens. Yeah. And not he, generalizing. No, no, no. Yeah. And he used to get, like, really bored with his job, so he much preferred this lifestyle. All right. He wanted to be tied to a place and a job for a long time, though. Mm-hmm. So um, this carnival actually provided him with a lot of freedom. And he had the opportunity to, like, obviously meet new people every night, but, like, it was a stationary carnival. Oh, okay. Tim did not need a lot of money mm-hmm. to live. Okay. He... Good wasn't materialistic, and the things that he loved most were listening to music and his pet iguana, Little Timmy. Oh. I know, right? 
tooth. Did you ever see that? Like, and I've never watched Sounds the very, TV show. It's like bringing something up in he my brain. He was a puppet tooth. Oh, boy. Uh, is I this from the 90s? Yes. Nightmare. It is from the 90s, <laughs> and I only remember it because I used to watch a VHS, and now I can't think of what it is. Oh, it's the Mighty Ducks 2, and it's one of the previews on the VHS tape. Oh, I remember this dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. Timmy the Tooth. That's yep, what with the fucking it, bow tie. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's what that makes me think of. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, Alex McLean, which is his uncle, said okay. that his nephew was, and I quote, a little guy with a big heart that you could know. Aww. Which I think is precious. It is. He also said that he made friends effortlessly. He disliked no one. He accepted everyone for who they were. And he said that Tim spent his life traveling and meeting new people and always saw the good in everyone. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. We don't have that enough in the world. Right? He also said that he was a stubborn soul, but a very kind one. Yep. <laughs> Stood up for what he believed in, I'm sure. Yes, he did. And unfortunately, that is where my background of him ends. There's not a whole lot on him. Hey, it's pretty, pretty, pretty decent, decent, though. Yeah. I tried really hard. I we haven't had great sources. luck with background on victims lately I feel like oh and I really tried and it's almost half my first page so I did decent heck yeah man so now I'm gonna get into the story of what's happened to him okay July 30th 2008 Tim okay boarded a Greyhound bus in Canada bus 1170 in Edmonton at the time, he was 22 years old. He was traveling home to Winnipeg where his pregnant girlfriend was waiting for him and chose to sit in the back of the bus while listening to music. Okay. Is this triggering anything? Kind of. I think I'm, like, mixing up. I, I'm thinking of another one. Doesn't have a knife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> so, around 6 o'clock, the passenger, a passenger by the name of Vincent... Weigang Lee, which I'm not even sure if I said that right, and I really don't give a shit, and I'll go into why. Because he's a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> he's also known as Vince Lee. He mm-hmm. boards the bus in Erickson, Manitoba. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know exactly which case yep. this is. So, I did not know this about Vincent. In fact, I went back and listened to the podcast that I originally heard this on, and they did not talk about it, which I thought was interesting. What podcast was it? Morbid. Oh. <laughs> So salty about Morbid. So I know. That's why I didn't like, say it. I was like, and I listened to a podcast. Yes. And MFM did it too, and I listened to theirs, and they also That's did probably how it. I know this story then. Probably. How long ago was the Morbid episode of it? A couple years ago. Oh, yeah, then I've definitely yeah. listened to it because I only stopped listening to Morbid like two years ago. Yeah, it was, uh, I want to say it was right before they went over to Wondery. Oh, okay. Then mm-hmm. I've definitely listened yeah. to it. So that's probably how I remember the story. Yeah. Lee. But Vincent was actually a former church custodian. Which, one, didn't know. Right. Two, he was also a computer programmer who immigrated from China to Canada in 2001. I think I also saw this on Evil Lives Here. Probably. (laughs) Your eyes are so big. (laughs) trying really hard. (laughs) Clinton's like, I'm a little rusty, guys. I kind of dig harder for this. (laughs) Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, it was also reported that when he got on the bus, he struck the other passengers as very like, agitated, mm. very confused. But as soon as he like sat down in his seat, he settled down pretty quickly. Okay. And he was seated near the front of the bus at this time. Okay. So after their next stop, Vincent moved to the back of the bus. 
Okay. And positioned himself next to Tim, who was actually asleep with his head against the window. Oh, he had gosh. his headphones in. Like, right. He wasn't hurting or bothering no. anybody. Dude, I just have to say, public transportation freaks me the fuck out, like, for exactly reasons Well, like and this. I'll explain this as to why this scares me even more. Yeah. It'll, I'll, I'll explain okay. at the end why it freaks me out. But, um, so shortly after about 8.30 p.m., chaos erupts mm-hmm. on this bus. Vincent starts to unleash a frenzied attack on Tim. He starts stabbing him in the neck, in the chest. And he has a huge, large knife, and come to find out, he had over 60 stab wounds. Oh my gosh. 60 stab wounds. Dude, that is just rage. You know how exhausting that would have to be to inflict that many stab wounds on someone? Like, I don't think you, I don't like, know if you have people a understand purpose. how much you have to get through to do that. Like, because they weren't just in soft tissue areas like the stomach. Oh. The chest has a whole bunch of bones that you have to get there. Like, it's not easy, and that has to be exhausting, like you said. And the fact that the blade didn't come off of the knife or anything, like, oh my gosh. I'm sorry, that was really... No, you're fine. It's it's brutal. But you hear about that a lot, you You do, you do. So the bus driver obviously is like, oh shit, something's going on. He pulls over the bus. Passengers start busting ass to get off this bus, because they're like... What the hell is going on? This dude is freaking out, right? But also, like, there's that many other people on there. No one tried to take him the fuck down. Well, that's actually what I'm about to say. Okay, that's interesting. Sorry. No, I'll you're good. That out. No, you're good. Um, there was a young veteran that was on the bus, mm-hmm. a driver, and then actually a truck's driver saw this going down. Oh wow! Pulled over to then assist wow. this veteran and the driver to try to attempt to stop him and rescue Tim in this process. But they ended up not being able to do anything because he was wielding that knife so incredibly wild that, like, they were in the process of getting hurt. So they got off the bus, and the bus driver actually locked the bus door so that he couldn't get off. Because, truthfully, I think at that time... They knew. It was pretty evident that Tim was probably not even alive anymore. Yeah. He had been over 60 times stabbed by the time they got the door shut. Right. Like, oh my gosh. He had to have hit major arteries by that point. Oh, yeah. Especially if he's stabbing him in the neck, chest, and stomach. Like, yeah, like carotid is right, right there. there. Oh my gosh. Um. So, oh. so they attempted, but they were chased off. And he kept like slashing at them from the closed door and like screaming at them and like out of his flipping out. mind. Which is, tells me too, because like from what I've seen in the interviews, the driver said like, as this was going on, like Tim wasn't moving. Right. Tim was just there, unfortunately. So I think they also knew like they didn't have a chance. So. This is exactly, yeah, sorry, I'm like looking up pictures of the dude. This mm. is 1000% the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. So he returns to Tim's body. They're not really watching to see what he's doing. He's right. terrifying people. The passengers right. actually move off to the side of the road. Um, but like I said, they locked the bus so that Lee would not escape the bus. Right. They needed him to be there because they called cops. They needed people to help. Yep. As they're waiting, this and there's a disclaimer here. This is graphic. I'm sorry. I had to get graphic on this so you guys knew the extent of what yeah, this like, evil piece of shit is. Yeah, like, real big disclaimer on this one. Yeah. Skip ahead huge. if you are squeamish, because I know exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, I would say skip ahead about 30 seconds. Okay. Eh, maybe 15. Anyway. Say 30. 30 to be yeah. safe. Um, Vincent actually started cutting off Tim's head and removing his internal organs. 
there were actually, the three people that backed off on the bus said they could actually see it. He started to dismember his body. I'm trying to speed talk through this. I'm sorry. Uh, in a truly sickening display, he actually ended up consuming parts of his body. And he was like lifting his head up and showing people and like screaming at people on the street while he was doing all of this. It's disgusting. Oh. That, I think that's the end of what I have to okay. say. Uh, Literally, like I already knew it, but like the just shivers down my spine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's bad. Literally uh. so fucking demented. Yes. Oh. So what followed was actually f a five hour standoff mm -hmm. with police and Vincent. Oh my gosh. Trying to get him out of this bus without killing any of them, but also so that they can get to Tim's body. Right, yeah. So the Royal Canadian Mounted Police were alerted of the stabbing at 8.30 when this all went down. Right. And as soon as and they was, arrived on the scene, this I'm is sorry what they were watching. This. It was a.m. or p.m.? P.m. Okay. Yep. When they got there, they found Vincent was still on the bus. The passengers were on the roadside, and they said many of them were crying and even vomiting yeah. in response to what they had just witnessed. Oh, my gosh. Because let alone the ones that were already on the bus when it started happening, mm -hmm. but anyone that just so happened to catch a glimpse of what the fuck he was doing... Oh my gosh. I couldn't, I couldn't even do it. No. So around 1 a.m., mm -hmm. so now it's 1 in the morning, Vincent actually attempted to escape by shattering a window, but he was shot twice with the taser and apprehended, which Solid. I think is so funny. Yep. Fuck <laughs> you, man. I love watching bad people get tased. It's one of the coolest yep. things in the world. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. And I'm not trying to be dick, but that shit's just hilarious. Oh, and this dude just deserved, deserved it. That. Like, yeah. he deserves worse than that, right. in my opinion. Right. Exactly. So, the Toronto Star actually reported that police were able to collect several parts of Tim's body, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but there are two things that they never recovered. One of which was his heart, and the other one was his eyes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. In, in Vincent's pocket, they found his nose ear and tongue. oh my god <laughs> yeah so they are assuming that he was he ate the heart and eyes and i'll explain that in a yeah minute. i oh mean oh my gosh you have to assume it you couldn't find it i get why they said it that way well but and they confirmed still... that he was fucking eating parts oh yeah gosh. he's disgusting he's a cannibal so and the crown prosecutor joyce uh day Dallum said that there was no other possible location for those items. Right. So following his arrest, <laughs> the news of Tim's brutal, brutal death. Yeah, is that obviously... is literally putting it so lightly. Oh, and that's the only word I can come right, up with. Exactly. Like, I can't even tell you how horrific this is right. with words. Like sadistic. I really like, hope he was just. I hope he hit something asap and he yeah, and he nothing. didn't. Yeah, because it seems, you know, from people's accounts, like, he didn't... From what I know, he didn't struggle right back or wake up. Right. Which is... Oh, my gosh. ...beneficial. Um, so his death is now spread throughout Canada, and Canadians everywhere were demanding, like, what the heck caused this Seriously, attack? Like, right. we need you to do some work and figure right. this out. I also didn't know that he had a baby on the way either. Well, and I actually talk about that Ugh. at the end... That whole thing is even more insane. I'll get oh into that gosh. in. So, in 2012, Vincent himself, mind you, the murderer himself, right. told BBC that he heard the 
voice of God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, speaking to him and that the voice sent him on a message to protect people from an alien invasion. No, that's a demon mm-hmm. in that's, your soul. Yeah. He's quoted as saying, the voice told me that I was the third story of the Bible, that I was like the second coming of Jesus, and that I was to save people from a space alien attack. And he also said that he felt really sorry. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Shut the fuck up. Yup. Ugh. So, in preparation for his, and I quote, finger quotes, mission... Um, Vincent said that he followed the voice's instructions to travel across the country, often on foot or bus. He would disappear from his home for days at a time. And in fact, later his wife actually confirmed and was quoted as saying that he would often disappear and ramble on and take unexplained bus trips. Did his wife say this was like normal for him? Yes. Like not killing people? No, but like for a prolonged period of time, like in general, it was just normal. Mm -hmm. So he was always a little... Well, you know. and there's an explanation for that, too, oh, and I'll boy. get into it. Um, he was convinced that he was in constant danger from an alien and uh, infiltrators and began carrying a, a, knife, a buck knife around for protection, oh, which ironically is a knife that he used. Vincent said that while he was on the Greyhound bus, the voice instructed him to murder the man sitting beside him or else he himself would be killed. I would say, take me then. Because I'm not going to take the life of another person. Well, and it's even shittier because you called him a demon, right? So right. Vincent actually believed that Tim was actually a demon and an alien that he needed to destroy and went as far as mutilating his body to prevent him from coming back to life. Just sitting there sleeping, minding his own business, he's a demon or an alien. Yep. Okay. Yep. Fuck you, man. Um, I'm actually about to piss you off even more. Great. <laughs> um, and this is actually why our listener, Jason, was wanted us to cover this case is because of what I'm about to talk about right here. Oh, I'm so mad I can't even, like... Hang on. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Gotta get ready for this. In March of 2009, so almost a year later, Mm -hmm. Vincent was found not criminally responsible for the murder on the account that he was schizophrenic and he was to be treated for at Manitoba's uh, Selkirk, I think is how you say it. S-E-L-K-I-R-K. Selkirk. Sure. Mental Health Center. You're lucky that I already knew this. Yeah. That's why I'm not raging right now. I love you. I'm mad. About I'm it. mad. I'm my heart pissed, hurts. But like, I already knew this oh, bullshit. Breaks my heart. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's even better. Let me get into this whole thing. So a year later, he was granted the ability to take walks on hospital grounds while mm-hmm. escorted by two staff members. The court actually heard that Vincent had been told by God that you know Tim was supposed to be faced with execution. Um, And the judge actually ruled that Vincent was not criminally responsible as he did not understand his actions were morally wrong and that he believed he was acting in self-defense. Like, he... And I'm not downplaying what plight schizophrenic people have whatsoever. Right. But there are plenty of schizophrenic people... Who have not murdered people. Exactly. Yes. The vast majority of them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like schizophrenia gets, gets used as a blanket. Yep. Right. His right. wife never said anything about it and she didn't know that he had it. You know, when you're close to home, I just it's have hard. such a hard time believing that he went from point A to point Z and no one in between was like, hmm, something's weird. Right. Something is wrong. Mm. 
So if you guys didn't know, in Canada, an accused person must have the cap- uh, capacity to understand their what their actions were and why they were wrong. And they cannot be found guilty if an of-, of an offense if they can't, which is why he wasn't found guilty. I understand the premise of that, but at the same time... You literally murdered, dismembered an eight right. person. So obviously, like, this really did enrage a lot of Canadians yeah. in the fact of, like, they understand their system, right? They understand their, their right. court systems, but they were upset at the fact that he literally brutally murdered this man and was getting absolutely nothing because of the law. Right, right. It was a big issue in Canada, a big uproar, and nothing was done. Right. So I'm going to go through a timeline now because there's some interesting updates. Ugh, okay. So by 2012, he was actually granted an increased freedom to have outings into the community. Um, The passes began at 30 minutes and slowly increased to two-day passes, but required a staff member and security officer to escort. 2013, so a year later, he was granted um, supervised full-day trips to Lockport, Winnipeg and nearby beaches. He was also allowed to be unescorted on the hospital grounds, mm. starting with 15 minute periods and working up to a full day. Dude. A year later in 2014, he was allowed to leave the hospital without an escort and visit the town and um, was moved to an unlocked hospital ward. Oh my gosh. In 2015, experts recommended that he should be transferred to a Winnipeg hospital in the lead-up to a transfer to the community group home. His psychiatrist and other doctors also recommended that he should have unescorted outings in Winnipeg. Bro, I believe in rehabilitation. I I want to make very clear on that. However, like, this is just fucking bonkers. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm not even done. I'm not even done. Like, you were still... Like, I understand. Like, if... There, if he just did not have the capacity to understand what was happening, however, right. you still took like that's like pretty much telling someone like you can just completely disassociate and it's fine, do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I'm not even done yet. <sighs> so later, the Manitoba Criminal Code Review Board allowed him to have unex unex escorted wow visits to Winnipeg, adding that he had to stay at the mental hospital. Or at the Winnipeg Psychiatric Center. I'm not even done yet. Did they have an ankle monitor on him or something? No. Of course they fucking didn't. No. For like, me. literally. He would just not even have to fucking go back. How would they fucking know where he was? hmm Yep. Putting a lot of trust into someone that murdered someone. Yep. So, 2017. He's granted an absolute discharge. Of course he is. Oh, Fucking course he is. The board found that he no longer posed as a significant Shut safety that threat. Actual fuck up. Yep. You can never fucking convince me that that cannot happen again. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I'm dead sick. I was shook when I read that. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Dude. The board's decision said that public safety was a paramount consideration and that the evidence did Could not. not. Right? Clearly not. Right? And the evidence did not um, substrate that Vincent posed a, in quotes, significant threat to the safety of the public. He went his whole life up until that point without murdering anyone. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Then he murders someone. And they're like, someone off. He's fine. It's fine. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Dude. 
This decision sparked a huge controversy. Yeah. With the Manitoba uh, legislative justice critic noting that its secretary uh, noted that its secrecy around releasing information about Vincent brought the justice system to dis uh, disrepute it. Like dis what's the word I'm looking for? Dis disrepute it. Dis. Reputed is the word, but like disreputed. I don't know if I've ever heard that. Disreputed. Okay. Um, I feel like if they're going to make exceptions like that, they should have a registry akin to a sex offender registry. mm -hmm. Say, hey, y'all, just so you know, this person was not within his right mind and murdered and dismembered someone. And I'll be 100% honest with you, they may have that system. I don't know about it. I didn't look into it, but it is... Plausible. So Tim's mom, her name is Carol De Delaney. Um, at, she also weighed in on this a little bit, saying that Vincent should be treated as a criminal, not as a patient, and there should be right. no secrecy around her child's killer. Um, the board actually relented. It decided that health issues would remain private, but its overall decision on Vincent would be released because of her statement. Which I feel bad for her. Right. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Do they family. just not consider anyone criminally insane? Like, isn't that the whole fucking point? I don't know. That's a good question. Oy. Um. So since then, his mom has joined other Canadians fighting to change the criminal code to ensure that mentally ill killers remain behind bars good. for the rest of their lives in places where they can be receiving treatment right um because i'm not saying that he doesn't need i'm saying he needs that treatment i agree to continue that treatment i agree 100 um so actually another like happy note about Mm -hmm. tim's life is that five months after he was murdered his son was born december 21st 2008 unfortunately for his family they felt like they hardly got justice like even with the the birth of a beautiful angel you know and um Something about that was interesting to me, and I I don't want to go into a whole lot of details about it, but actually, Tim's mom has full custody of his son now. Oh, wow. Um, There's a big battle between her and Tim's dad, because they are now separated, but also between the mother of the child. Right. Um, The mother and the grandfather have not seen him for years. She's kept him to herself. I think a lot of it is she's very upset about losing her own child, and I think she is unfortunately taking that anger out on other people around but her. how does she have the legal ability to I'm not, not really sure how that went down. Yeah. There hasn't, um, the child's mom has been interviewed a few times and, you know, from what I understand, she wasn't in the best place when she delivered him and she takes respond- responsibility for yeah. that, but she also has said, like, I would like to see my child, right. but I'm not, I didn't go into full research on it. Okay. But from what I saw, he's growing into a beautiful boy. He, Good. they said he's very happy, very loving, very, he knows that his father was murdered by somebody. Like, yeah. he's not, she doesn't hide anything from him, which right. I actually agree with that. I think right. he needs to know about his dad. Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. He's doing very well. Good. So I wanted to put that in there. Um, his mother is quoted as saying, Lee still did it. Whether he was in his right frame of mind or not, right. he still did the act. There was nobody else on that bu- bus holding a knife and slicing up my child. Exactly. Um, with that, I'm going to end with a quote from his 
dad. Mm-hmm. I think it's just his dad. Yes, it is. Okay. So his dad, which is Tim McLean Sr., mm-hmm. uh, dealt with his grief by getting a tattoo of his son's face over his heart, Aww. which I think is precious. He yeah. also told BBC that some days he still struggles, which Absolutely. understandably. Yeah. But I'm going to leave you guys with a quote. He said, Although we're trying to move forward, it's still an ongoing challenge. I don't believe we will ever fully recover. And then he also said that in honor of Tim's memory, there's a white cross bearing his name that's been placed along the road where he was murdered. Mm -hmm. And then below his name, etched in the chipping white paint, is a heartfelt message from his father, which says, I think of you always, son. Love, Dad. My goodness. I can never, ever imagine being a parent, for one, losing your child, let alone losing your child in that manner. I can't even, like, wrap my head around it. Right. How do you ever move on from that? I don't think you can. And like I said, like, and I'm not speaking for his mom by any means of the story, but I think a lot of her... Her actions following this with her mm-hmm. grandson, with her ex-husband, and right. all of that. I think some of it does stem from her anger, and I, I think that's validated. Like, yeah. it sucks that they're the ones who are getting the full brunt of it. But right. at the same time, like... She's trying to cope how she can. Yeah, and yeah. I get it. I get it. But that's proof, too, that something like that happening... Because I can't imagine that her and her husband's separation does not at least have oh, something to do with it. Like, absolutely Things does. like that just tear families apart. And it's like, especially... I think so many times other family members can think that the other's not grieving properly or they're grieving too much or, you know, this, that, or the other. And it's... I can't even imagine. I can't either. And truthfully, like, let's be realistic here, you guys. Like... At the end of the day, you don't really care what other people think. Like, you're going through your own struggle. Right. And you grieve how you need to. Mm -hmm. And everybody grieves differently, and everybody takes certain amounts of time. Like, I think that's the struggle that I struggle with with anything, right? Like, people expect other people to be done grieving on their terms. Right. And it's like, that's not how this works. Right. And especially losing losing a child, that grief never goes away. I don't think it does. It never does. Because you're never supposed to have your children pass away before you. No. Like, you're never supposed to bury your child. Right. Exactly. And especially because of something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just. It's brutal. It is. It's just disgusting in every sense. Yeah. Like every fucking aspect of it. There was no justice at all. I feel so bad for like not only his family, right? But also like his son who never ever got the opportunity to meet his dad. You know, who can only hear about his dad from other people. Right. Exactly. Like, Who's almost, what, 15 now? Yeah, he's 15. Yep. Jeez. And and he turned out to be such a good boy. Like, right. he's so cute. He's so adorable. You should, he's absolutely precious. Aww. And, and like, I, I didn't want to put his name in here or anything because he still yeah. has privacy rights, stuff like that. And, yeah. You know, I just wanted to update people on the fact of, like, he is alive and doing well. And mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, the few issues going on in their family, he's still thriving. And that's yeah. all that matters. Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Means he's got enough love. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Good. So, that's the story of Tim. I'm super happy that, you know, he's at peace. At least I feel like he probably is from the sense of with his son and stuff. But I think, you know, it's pretty shitty that... um, Also, I did want to say that Vincent did change his name, too. I knew that that he did. Because, yeah, people are going to fucking hunt his ass down. Mm -hmm. And he's just chilling. 
Just living his best life. I really want to know, like, y'all weigh in on this one. Yeah, seriously. I'm so curious to know if anyone has, you know, we won't come for you if you do think that it was justified, like, his sentence. We will not come for you. Like, everyone is entitled to their opinions. But I just have such a hard time seeing the good in that. Well, and you and I are very good at agreeing to disagree at the end of the day, and we respect other people's opinions, and we're not going to battle you. But I would love to know, like, I just want to pick your brain a little bit if right. you think it was justified. Like, right. Just, I want to know. Yeah. Tell me your absolutely. thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. My gosh. I just... Ugh. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Like, there's, like, no way to, like, end this story. No. Because, like, there is zero happy ending, truthfully. Right. Like, yeah. there's no conclusion. Right. He's out on the streets walking free. Yeah. Like, nothing happened. Exactly. And... And what are y'all going to do if he fucking does it again? You're going to do the same thing? Hey, well, he's still schizophrenic. Like. Well, and truthfully, if you want my opinion, I feel like he has probably done it since. Anyways. <laughs> well, gosh. I would, like, I want to say thank you for bringing that story because it did, it, like, yes, it needs to be told. But, like, also, damn it. It's brutal. It is. And it's just fucking insane. Just all of it. All of it. It's just hard for me because, like, with Letitia Salk and with mm-hmm. this case and so many other cases, you know, mental health is, we've talked about it before many times, like, we're big, big advocates of it, but yeah. it's not talked about. And I feel like, unfortunately, in the judicial system, right, mental health, these types of things that happen, you know, with schizophrenics right. or, you know, multiple personality disorders right. and things like that, like, you have criminals like this and Letitia Stalk and stuff like that who I'm not even 100% sure they actually have it. Right. Like, yeah, I know he was evaluated, but I still sometimes question that evaluation. Yeah. I do think with him, he had to have been mentally ill in some sense because seriously, like, to do something like that and not have any accounts of being violent before that, definitely something. Well, not holding yourself accountable, too. Right, right. And that's kind of my thing is, is, like, what's the middle ground? You know, yeah, like, what is the line there? It still is their hand that committed Mm -hmm. this, and I understand, like, I completely get the, you know, not having any consciousness of what you're doing. I understand that. Right. However, I personally, and this is my opinion, can tell me to shove it, Anyone can tell me to shove it, but I personally feel like someone that does something like that should be in an institution for the rest of their oh, life. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. Like, what the fuck? Because you're not even like giving them any culpability. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you're just saying, "Oh, it was a little snafu." Well, and also allowing them that freedom after taking somebody's life. I can see if it's somebody who had an outburst and right. you know hurt you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let me fix myself. Right. And then, you know, let's talk, you know, years down the road of right. you rehabilitating and getting out back out in public. Yeah. But murdering somebody or even attempting to murder right. somebody should probably not be allowed freedom. Yeah, I agree. Completely. It's so hard for me because I almost feel like a lot of criminals can use the judicial system as a crutch yes. with mental illness. Yes. And so I feel like it's not fair to the people in the community who are battling those mental illnesses and they get such a shit rap you know anybody with schizophrenia like it's a it's a joke in america with schizophrenia like people are like oh yeah i had a schizophrenic moment like that's not not funny funny at all 
I hate when people say right. stuff like that, I and I will ever straight up call them out about it because I do not have patience right. for it. The R word is another one that's huge in the U.S. Yes. and I can't stand it. Um, I feel like, especially, I don't know about other countries, we really need to come together as an entire world, not just a nation, and really tackle mental health. Right. Because truthfully, I think that's the base of so many of the stories that we talk yeah. about. Like, acknowledge it, treat it, help people get yeah. the help that they need. They snap. Right. Like, the name of the show, Snapped, actually makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. to me because, truthfully, I think everybody has a mental, um... They have a line. A line, yes. yes. But I think everybody has a tiny bit of some sort of mental disease in in the sense of, like, certain people have ADHD. Certain people have anxiety. Like, those are still mental health disorders Mm -hmm. that you have to work on, you know? And I think in the U.S. especially, it's so negatively looked at. Yeah. And people use it as a crutch for everything. Yes. And I am a perfect example. I use my ADD as a crutch and I am working on it. But, like, <laughs> it's one of those things of, like, we've been taught in the U.S. especially to make excuses. Yeah. For what we do, our learning styles, how we right. act, how we hurt somebody. There's right. always an excuse. Oh, I have ADD. Oh, mm-hmm. I have anger problems. Or right. I have this and that. And then... Instead of being like what we do, where we're like, I gotta go talk to a doctor about right. this, like I see a therapist for right. it, all this other stuff, people are just like, eh, I just did it because I have it. Yeah, exactly. Yep, <laughs> it's not I agree. justifiable. Right, it's not, and it shouldn't be an excuse for anything. No, because understanding what you have, the cards you were dealt, and learning to overcome those, take ownership mm-hmm. over your faults mm-hmm. try to make yourself better and don't like you said don't use it as a crutch and there's kind of this new trend going on lately and not even like calling it a trend but i, I it kind of is yeah people acknowledging mental illness and disabilities as an ability instead yes. which it is it's it just is. a different way that you have to do things i have a brain that hyperfixates. right yeah which is so weird because people are like, oh, ADHD means, like, you can't focus. But it's yes. actually the opposite. And right. not a lot of people understand that the non-focus that people see is because our brains are hyper-fixated on what we exactly. enjoy or like what it's we going want to do. Over here. Yeah. yeah. And so we don't want to hyper-fixate on what we're actually supposed right. to be yeah. doing. <laughs> that was a so very funny. large tangent. It was. But gosh, anytime. You can cut most of it out, too, I'm sure. <laughs> well, anytime, like, we start talking about mental health, we just get... Yeah. You know. And yeah. this is all about, this case is mental health, unfortunately. It is. Tim, yeah. Tim lost his life for no reason other than somebody had a mental health breakdown. Right. And decided to take it out on him. And that's, well, and that's a rough line too. Because it's like, I don't necessarily, I, I don't believe that he was necessarily cognizant of what he was doing. I don't believe that. Because that's what I'm saying. He literally, had a breakdown. Yeah. Like, yeah. And literally... That level of it just out of nowhere. There's something that absolutely happened. Something triggered it. Exactly. But I just feel like they're telling Tim's family, like, well, what happened happened. He was just, he was just a consolation for his breakdown. And that's not okay at all. It's not. And it's not justice for him or his family, truthfully, at the end of the day. Absolutely not. And the fact that he's walking free right now still blows my ever-loving mind. I can't. Like, he needs treatment. He needs to stay in treatment. He killed someone, no matter what way you slice it. Yeah. 
And again, I definitely believe that he either disassociated or just had a complete breakdown, but it doesn't mean that he should just get to go and live a normal, happy life. Nope. There's got to be some consequences. <laughs> you know, it's still... Because truthfully, he didn't really have any. Even being in the no. hospital, immediately he right. was starting to get free treatment right. and, like, freedom and... Right. I don't... Free treatment. Freedom was actually <laughs> what I was saying. And little treatment. I don't know. I mean, it's also Canada Universal Healthcare, you know. <laughs> We do not have that luxury here. It's a catch-22. I'm up to my eyeballs in medical debt, friends. <laughs> I, I've actually, I have a lot of friends in Canada, and they, they said it's a catch-22. Yeah, it depends it on where you're is. at, what you have. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, is it nice for sure, but also I've heard some really negative things too, and I feel so bad because it's such like, a good system. Right. I feel like any healthcare system has its shit. Well, healthcare but systems are out for what? America's is the fucking worst. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke and i know you can hear me get ahead get ahead listen oh do you believe me now Linda, that space aliens have been talked about i don't think aliens do i'm saying like all these bitches be listening to everything all the time i was talking about care. the fbi agents space aliens and fbi agents are the same the, i was talking about the tiktok video you sent me where she's talking about Girl, I don't even remember half the shit. I just send memes and videos to so many of you bitches all the time. I don't even remember them. You sent me the one of the girl who's like, guys, guess what? The government just came out and talked about aliens. And then she's oh, like, Tatum. FBI agents <laughs> yeah. are listening in. And I was like, yes, preach. <laughs> well, that's like everyone's like, are you not surprised by them proving aliens? I was like, I already knew they existed. Like, it doesn't this. surprise me. I'm like... <laughs> shocked that they're actually coming out and admitting it i think they're coming out to admit it because social media and our technology has become so advanced it's now they can't hide it anymore <laughs> exactly. and so they were like ah shit we gotta put it out there right we gotta wrap this up sorry all right well that's all i've got for you today um if you want to like i said send us case suggestions we clearly do them all the time yes. and i saw like many on the docket so Send them our way. Our email is in the nick of crime podcast at gmail.com. We prefer you emailing them over because it's easier to keep track of. But you can also send them to us, wow, on Instagram. <laughs> That's fine too. <laughs> or on Patreon or on TikTok. TikTok, good luck. We'll check it in like a month. Hey, yo, I'm, up, I'm getting there. Give me some time. Last time we recorded, Shut Courtney you. said that Dirty I'm going to set myself a reminder. I do have a reminder. I'm worried about some stuff. Thank you. <laughs> Gotta call me out like that. I am going to call you out. Um, otherwise, all of our other stuff lives in our link tree in our show notes. Facts. They sure do. And with yeah. that, we're going to just say keep it creepy and stay freaky. And we will see you guys next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Big emphasis on the next, okay? Facts. The next Tuesday. Like, not this coming Tuesday. The following. The next one. The Tuesday after that. Okay, bye! Okay, bye! bye. <laughs>